We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We never did get to the bottom of that. Hey, welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We are the new morning show on CBS Sports Radio. and so glad to have you. Last night, one thing became clear the Giants are not a very good football team. So nope. let's leave that to the side and focus on the victor. And that's the Seattle Seahawks pearl off. It might not be as good. The defense might not be as ferocious as they showed last night with 11 sacks, but clearly this is a more than competent football team. This is a football team that can travel because defenses can travel. They were able to overcome some injuries on their offensive line. It wasn't explosive plays necessarily, but it was enough to gut out a win on the road against a team they could be vying, or we thought were going to be vying for a wild card spot against. But is this defense really all that? Are we really seeing the Legion of Boom too? Obviously, they got killed by the Rams in week one. They went 37-31 in overtime to the Lions in week two. No, No great defensive showing there. Then Andy Dalton led Carolina to 27 points. Now, Seahawks won that game 37-27. But the Giants is the first time this defense has looked dominant. So are we really judging them based on the Giants, who had their left tackle out, no Saquon, and really were just a mess? They didn't seem like they were mentally ready to play a football game last night. So I, I cannot sort of translate this into what some people are saying, the Legion of Boom is reincarnated with this team. Yeah, they looked amazing last night. Does it not mean that much to me? Yeah, I think it could be somewhere in between. It doesn't have to be Legion of Boom okay. 2.0, but I do think they are a good defense. And I think the reason why maybe you're going to start to see it now is because they're relying on so many young players. I know you do have the Bobby Wagners of the world who are there as veterans, but you saw Devin Witherspoon last night with the pick six. He was all over the field. This dude is just starting his NFL career. It's going to take a couple games to get this thing rolling. Maybe the Seahawks do the inverse of what happened last year. Last year, they got off to this really hot start and then kind of cratered down the stretch when the run game uh, started to, to kind of disappear. Maybe they do the opposite this year where they get a little stronger in the second half of the season. Well, they are three and one, but it's just a it's a confusing one. I, I I like what you said about a middle ground because I think their offense is more explosive actually when they than they were in the Legion of Boom. Gino's pretty accurate, pretty good. The receivers are great, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I don't understand their rookie JSN. Yeah, why is he there? They it was an interesting pick. Twenty one. They had two first round picks. Devin Witherspoon, a star. JSN's done nothing for them. Jackson well, Smith and Jake Brown of Ohio bit. State. Uh, he was on the field last night and yeah. really. Barely. Not a factor. Instead, their rookie, Zach Charbonnet, out of UCLA, second-round pick running back, he looks like a star, along with Kenneth Walker. They have the pieces, Maggie, but I'm not anointing them as a real threat yet. Here is Pete Carroll talking about his team still getting better, still learning. With a lot of hope and, and uh, looking toward the future and developing the young guys, uh, seeing them able to, to play a, a role for us just gives us the confidence that we're going to keep getting better. So we're not a finished product. We're just getting rolling. And uh, it's really exciting to be able to tell you that um, because it feels like it. There you go. And Pete Carroll, like, reinventing the team. I, I always think it's so funny because earlier in the season – We've had, remember DJ Reed from the Jets said that the Jets defense was going to be the 85 Bears. And then we had a lot of 
uh, LT Micah Parsons comparison. Mm. So like, you had a lot of guys who are looking at defenses now and comparing them to the old school, like all time great defenses. Dallas with a doomsday D. Yes. Reincarnated again. Meanwhile, the Legion of Boom might be getting recreated right in front of us. And mm. like, there we go. The Seahawks just sort of did that on the on the DL. But you're not really recreating the Legion of Boom it's because different. you're never going to have part of the Legion of Boom was Cam Chancellor was going to destroy your receiver. You just absolutely cannot do that in today's NFL. Jamal Adams played a little bit last night, got concussed. Yep. He's not even that style of blow you up safety. He's a more versatile guy. So I don't think you're really going to be able to dominate a game like the Legion of Boom did. And by the way, Bobby Wagner was part of that. Yeah, of course he was. Uh, He's still playing. Yeah, I, I understand. But this was Daniel Jones. Everybody looks like the Legion of Boom against him. And you know the key to reincarnating these great defenses is to play against the New York Giants. <laughs> you could have the Killer Bees, the Steel Curtain. Uh, what you know, Purple I, People Eater. They got Purple People Eaters. Yeah. They all would be back against the Giants. I don't know if they could do. That. They play the Bengals next. The Seahawks have a bye. Then the Bengals. If Joe Burrow is not himself, hey, maybe they'll look Legion of Boomish again. <laughs> well, this is how you know it's bad. This is, can we play cut number 14, please, Pete? This is Devin Witherspoon talking about Daniel Jones. This is a rookie talking about a guy who just signed a $90 million contract guaranteed. We were just trusting the game plan the coach Blake laid out for us. Um, we knew he liked to stare down his first target, so he had his back turned. A lot of guys is when they one-on-one matchups up front, man. Shout out to our D-line. Uh, without them, we couldn't make the plays that we made. Ouch. Ouchie. That's when <laughs> your rookie knows on the scouting report that your uh, hopefully franchise quarterback is staring down his first target. That's a big no-no in the NFL. No, that's not good. Uh, by the way, Pulled some other nicknames of defenses. Well, Monsters of the Midway. New York Sack Exchange. Sack Exchange. The Orange Crush. Yep. Denver in the 70s. I I think we need more team nicknames. Unfortunately, there's no defense in the NFL today. <laughs> yeah, oh, the say, Fearsome Foursome. I think it's a seven-on-seven seven drill. Fearsome Foursome. No-name defense in Miami on the undefeated team. Ah, oh, this stuff is great. We need, uh, we need a new name for the Legion of Boom. All EJ, right, everybody, you're good with this Everybody stuff. get on I love, this. I love nicknames. I mean, teams... New nicknames for teams? The Legion of Spoon off of Weatherspoon. He'd really have to be good, though. He'd really have to emerge as the best player. Here's what I like. The Grits Blitz of the forgotten defense of the 1977 Atlanta Falcons. Why did you bring that up, Maggie? You love the 77 Falcons. (laughs) It's my favorite team. I have all their jerseys. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Carla with a K, who's in Idaho. Good morning, Carla. Good morning. Welcome to the early drive time. Oh, we're so happy to be here. I think mornings really suit us. What's on your mind today? Well, I was listening to you talking about should you or should you not run the red light and kind of was going to advise against it because, you know, I think in that early of the morning, if there is a cop around, they are doing absolutely nothing and they would love to do nothing more than pull you over and give you a ticket. You know, Carla, it's a great point. I was saying uh, earlier in the last segment that I now drive to work extremely early and I live in a very small town, rural exurbs, Mm -hmm. like beyond the suburbs. And I'm sitting there at 5 a.m. at a red light. There's not a soul in sight here. I'm not talking about merging onto a highway. I'm not talking about a big intersection. This is a small intersection. I'm sitting at the red light and I feel like a sucker. Why shouldn't I just run the red light? But you're right, Carla. If there is a cop there, I'm a sitting duck. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fresh meat. Exactly. I get it because on my way to the gym, like at 4:40 in the morning or 4:20, whatever time it is, um, 
you know, I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. I get it. I, there are times I've wanted to run the red light, but I do know of a story of someone who was just slightly over the speed limit mm. at 4 o'clock in the morning and got pulled over and given a ticket. So, you know, you just want to be careful. Thank you for the heads up. See, we're figuring out who our friends are around here. <laughs> you know, everyone else on the show told me, ah, just do it. Carla's here. She's really got my back telling me to, you know, be careful. I might get pulled over. Thank you, Carla. Have a great morning. Appreciate that. Well, we don't know the situation. You got to you got to spot. Are there cops in your town? Sure. I don't know what they do. <laughs> no, of course, they, of course, there are cops in our town and I appreciate them so much. They keep us safe. I don't know. I saw a picture of your house. You're out in the middle of nowhere. I know. I don't I, even know if they're going to be able to get to your house if you hear, <laughs> hear a knock in the middle of the night. Except now that you're up in the, you're not going to hear a knock in the middle of the night because you're already up in the middle of the night. I was actually driving and it was kind of down this spooky road, so it's dark. I got the fog coming Ooh. up a little bit, and I was like, "Ooh, this is spooky." I'm always on the lookout for deer because we live in the Northeast. But I was like, "What's scarier here? Like, an animal runs out into the road. That would be shocking, and that would suck." I'm like, what if I see a person walking down the road? Then I'm like, what happens if someone's like car is broke down and they flag me down? What do you do? Well, they're definitely Keep driving. They're definitely wearing like a long raincoat, maybe a hat. <laughs> they have weird Trigling facial hair. Knife. That's yes. the only kind of people who walk around at that hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I do if someone's broken down on the side of the road? Sounds like a scene from Get Out. I would be scared to death. I think I, I just get out. I think I just go right. Scoot, scoot. Terry's in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hi, Terry. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, so from being an Uber driver, I run into this problem daily. Oh, yes. And so, yes. So the workaround here is if you can, take a right on red and then immediately just do a U-turn as long as there's no U-turn signs posted, like no, no U-turn signs posted, and then you've got the green light going the other direction. If you want to turn right and keep going that way, you can, or you can go with the green light and the flow of traffic that way, although it depends on which way you're heading. Man, Terry... Thank you for putting some mm. real thought into this. I appreciate that. What a life hack. Thank you for the call. It's not going to work for my particular Wait. intersection, but that was a really good idea. I'm sorry. I missed something. How does this work exactly? Take a right on red, and then just, if if there's nobody in the middle of the intersection, take a right on red, but then you can just sort of take a U-turn and get going the way you need to go. And you're going with the green. Then. Yeah, and then you're on a green That's at a four-way stop. But a cop could still pull you over for that. Then you're getting <laughs> caught for reckless driving. This is a major, dangerous maneuver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you're going That's to jail. So <laughs> have fun with all that. Yeah, because the cops are definitely looking for drinkers at that hour. And I think that move makes you seem more suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I would wonder if, like, doing all that stuff would be longer than just waiting for the light, right? Yeah. At a certain point? Totally. So you got to go a little bit further down the intersection to make the U-turn. You can't just go, you know, you know, 10 yards. <laughs> say, all right, U-turning right at the top of this intersection. I'm actually going to just do donuts right in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. Maggie. <laughs> I know. Look at me. I'm Vin Diesel. <laughs> How long are these lights? Well, one counts down from 15 seconds. Oh, my God. Listen, every second counts. We're doing a morning show 15 now. 15 seconds. <laughs> I mean, you does. guys are going to learn about this. It oh. does. Wait. I'm impatient. Bloody, you drive in too? I do. From Jersey? No. no. From Long Island. Oh. Yeah. Every you can do whatever you want to do, <laughs> sir. Every second does count. Yeah, You need every little second to sleep and every little second to get ready. This, you maximize your time. This is what I'm learning. What are you doing to get ready? <laughs> For me, it's like... I. I'm starting to have everything laid out the night before and basically jump right into it 
in nine minutes get out the, get out the door so I have more time to sleep and then hit the road. It is. We do take on a very superhero-like quality, not to pat ourselves yeah, on the back. I'm not right. saying we fight crime. I'm saying it's superhero-like in that you sort of have to jump into your clothes and then just go. That's right. It is. It's like it's, it's like Superman exact, getting changed in a phone booth. You know, it's the opposite of super superhero. <laughs> we are so far from superheroes. And by the way, we get to do all this to come in and talk about sports and Taylor Swift. I know. Uh, there are many superheroes out there, and we are not no. four of them. Just how we get dressed. That's and the Bilotti, only thing. I'm just saying that you do not spend a lot of time on hair prep. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that helps. That helps. I, that maximize my time. I can do Is that why yeah, you shave bald? Because yeah. you're like saving a minute in the for morning? Sure, he actually yes. would have a full head of hair. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is that all is for the convenience. Superhero. Like Kobe. Not They don't all wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, as I said, I'm uh, running red lights, <laughs> jumping to clothes, <laughs> right. and not helping people who are broken down on the side of the road at 5 a.m. Nothing about me screams superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the cop pulls you over, you're going to say, well, I have to get in. We're debating what's better, the NFC West or the NFC East. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, if that's the case, first of all, it's the NFC West. And second of all, please go. Officer, I'll please. I'll give you an escort. <laughs> Is it too much Taylor Swift or too little? Yeah. Let us know. 855-212-4CBS. Yes, we were supposed to talk about which division is best in the NFL right now. Yeah, I know. You're feeling your NFC West right now, but it's early. It's four weeks. The East is the beast, Maggie. That's what I told the cop this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Let you go. (laughs) Clearly, that guy was not a New York Giants fan. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. So much to get to, including uh, the one sound that we have not heard today, but is hilarious. Well, we've heard it. we got to share it with you. Don't move. Maggie Perloff. Oh, quickly, before we go to break, Friday, 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 Andrew Perloff pays off his bet to me. And to all of us, really. He will eat a bowl of Skyline chili with no hands. He lost the bet on whether Joe Burrow would sign a bigger contract than Justin Herbert. He loses. He's got to eat Skyline chili with just his face. I can't wait. Eating I've never had Skyline chili. Skyline chili is the most famous dish in Cincinnati, but it's very polarizing because it's got a lot of liquid. Yeah, It's more like a soup, which is going to be difficult slash dangerous. <laughs> yes, you're worried about your health. Yeah, should I wear goggles? Uh, should I have one of those scuba breathing apparatuses? Yeah, do I need a snorkel? <laughs> I'd love it if you came in in a snorkel. That would really just. But I don't, I'm not sure how you eat with a snorkel. I've actually thought about this. Yeah, you, you can't use the snorkel as a spoon either. There's no utensils in this thing. Yeah, I'm just worried about protective eyewear too. Chemical wash. Do we have a nurse on site? Chemical. Oh, yeah. Bilotti, are you a trained medic? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out terrible in an emergency. Um, as am I. So good luck. But Bilotti got all that extra sleep. He doesn't have to do <laughs> yeah, his hair right. in the morning. I figured. Four extra minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By running all those red lights and not having to do his hair. 855-212-4CBS. Again, Friday, Perloff eats the chili. Coming up, uh, the funniest sound from the morning. We get to that. In just moments, don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yes, Sports Radio.
Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff, where some of us are well-rested because we break the law in the morning or about <laughs> to break the law. Other I'm just of asking us, questions. Other of us spend four minutes getting ready in the morning, which I was... How do you shower within four minutes? I shower for 90 seconds in the morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like I get everything done. Uh, no, I wasn't saying you. I was saying oh. Bilotti oh. put out his schedule. <laughs> there definitely was not a shower in your TikTok there. Well, uh, th- there is. There is. Yeah. I, it's in and out. If, if it's in the morning, it's in and out, or I shower at night. Got it. Right. So my dilemma is I live in the exurbs, like beyond the suburbs. Now we're doing a morning show right here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Maggie. That's Perloff. And I'm sitting there at red lights at 5 o'clock in the morning, and nobody's around. There's not a soul in sight. So can't I just run that red light? You know, I'm not hurting anybody. This is not an unsafe situation. It's just me in the open road. John is in Colorado. Hey, John, how are you? I'm good. How are you this morning? Excellent. What do you have for us? Well, hey, I've been a truck driver, owned my own truck for 40 years. I would go to work anywhere from 3.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock in the morning. Our guy. All you guys, all you guys have to do is get up earlier. I mean, it's, you're not building a piano here. It's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, I mean, you know, if you get out there and you're in, everybody on the road is in a hurry. I know, but John, Perloff has a, has a hair and makeup team that <laughs> has to attend to him every morning. John, thank you for the call. Stay safe on the roads there and appreciate that. I mean, this, this is perfection here. This takes a while. Man, that, he was telling it like it is. Just wake up earlier. <laughs> what did he say? We're not building pianos. I just said we were superheroes. <laughs> I know. I, I have a way you could do this. Put on the hazards. Now that's something. See, this what? is solution oriented. Why this are you is... putting on the hazards to to run a red light? Because there's something wrong with your car. Yes. Not really. And but then I'm you turn the, the hazards off and just <laughs> yeah. drive down the road. Yes. And once I'm clear, just clear it. Feels like don't. bad karma. That's it bad does. karma. Something's gonna something's to put gonna... hazards on to run a red light. Ah, what's some hazard lights between friends? It's only bad karma to me. If I do it, it'll ha- something will happen to me. I'll get my five tickets later on. Yeah, right. That's that's what goes around comes around. I don't think that's bad karma. That's just that's just beating the system. All oh right. <laughs> no! Let's bring in oh, Andrew Maggie. Bogish. Has got our headlines for this morning. Good morning, folks. How are you? Uh, I'm well, and I have definitely done the right on red trick and to avoid a light. That's completely acceptable legal in fact encouraged i would <laughs> yes. say at four in the morning yeah the red light and then once you're in the clear just u-turn so that you're actually going through a green light it's something so at least in my scenario i can then make a right i make the right on red and then i make a quick left and then another quick left and now i'm just all i've done is gone around the light and yes. now i'm back on the road i want to be pretty quickly because the light i'm stopped at and it happens every single morning it feels like it's two minutes long. There's yeah. two different countdowns. It's a big intersection. <laughs> it counts down to stop one crossing mm. and then a second one. And because I'm crossing the bigger road. Yeah, Bogus, that- we're not talking about doing this in front of a massive intersection, dude. I, I can't be responsible if something like that happens. I've also realized what our next job could be. We have our a future career, bank robbers. I mean, we're figuring out all the yeah. shortcuts here and how to get through all these red lights, I think. Let's just knock <laughs> over a chase or something. I'll get the getaway car. No <laughs> there problem. you go. Happy to do it. <laughs> what uh, do you have? Not that anyone has sympathy for New York sports teams, but there are two teams that have yet to run a play while leading this NFL season. Again, they have not run a play with the lead through four games, and those two teams 
are the Giants and the Jets. Oh. But at least the Mets and Yankees are in the playoffs. Oh, nope, they suck too. My bad. Um, <laughs> back to Monday Night Football. The Seahawks running over those Giants 24-3, sacking Daniel Jones 10 times. He also committed three turnovers, one of which was Devin Witherspoon's 97-yard pick six, which took Big Blue off life support. But at least Jones sounded upbeat postgame. Thought it was soft trying to find someone in his own and, and uh, poor decision on that. Can't, can't afford to make that mistake. That dude is broken. His <laughs> team has now lost by 40. That was to the Cowboys, 18 at the Niners, and then by 21 last night. Not bad. To a team, <laughs> to a team by the way, who was coached by Pete Carroll, the oldest head coach in the NFL, but his team had him looking and sounding young last night. Oh, we had so much fun tonight. Golly, that was fun playing football. Seattle oh, also thought... <laughs> Seattle also dodged a bullet with Geno Smith escaping major injury in the second quarter when Isaiah Simmons dragged him down from behind. Smith's legs got caught underneath them. He eventually missed the last two series of the first half, but was back for the third quarter. So we already learned that Nikola Jokic didn't celebrate his NBA title by studying Dion and college football. <laughs> um, other Nuggets did a lot of trash talking all summer, which did not sit well with Anthony Davis. It was just so much of that going on. Like, all right, we get it, y'all won. But, you know, I think, you know, me and Bron had some conversations like, we can't wait. So Tyler Hero hates the Blazers. <laughs> Davis and LeBron hate the Nuggets. Uh, I guess in particular, Davis was bothered by the Nuggets during pregame intros calling Michael Malone, their head coach, the Lakers' daddy. Uh, so that's one of the things <laughs> that they have remembered and are pointing towards this season. Now, this is actual drama. Hero versus Blazers is nothing, but... Lakers Nuggets is definitely something. Is it though? Are we are the yeah. Lakers there? We were just going yes. over the West Bogus. The Suns are great. The Lakers look really good. You got the Mavs, the Grizzlies, maybe the Kings, all sorts of teams. You mentioned the Warriors. The War oh the Warriors. Okay, so yeah. I'm a little I'm concerned about Phoenix because that's like an injury waiting to happen. I do think that the Lakers Nuggets could be a thing. I mean, the Nuggets swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Like we've yeah. got some, we that's got some not a drama thing. here. That, that's a blowout. That's well, not a thing. Uh, the game one was close. I mean, I think maybe we could actually all the games are close except game one. Maybe. Um, I'd like this to become a thing. I want someone to drag Jokic into a feud because he's so resistant and so mm. reluctant on everything. He's you know just out Mister Horses and not paying attention to anything. Someone's got to drag Jokic into a feud. Why not the Lakers? That, that's not my preferred rivalry. You want to see the Lakers-Nuggets be the... I guess it'd make the Nuggets more interesting to have the Lakers involved. <laughs> but you'd rather have... Okay, if I could give you a Western Conference Finals, which would you rather watch? Lakers-Suns or Lakers-Nuggets? Well, now Lakers-Nuggets because they were calling Mike Malone was the Lakers' daddy. So you, I'm in now. Uh, you don't want to see Kevin Durant and LeBron James battling for legacy? Devin Booker, the next superstar? Come on. The Lakers-Nuggets? We saw that. It was terrible. <laughs> Folks, what else you got? Well, at least the Lakers-Nuggets would have, like, a little tiny bit of juice. Tyler Hero's vengeance tour against the Blazers is a waste of time. And <laughs> two random meetings at a conference. At least they're going to play four times. Oh. Maybe in the postseason, they're both good teams. They're at least something. You're discounting the Miami-Portland rivalry through the years? <laughs> I am, for now. Yeah, for now. I know. That's basically like Celtics-Lakers. How could you have to you just glossed that so much? 
this is the usual cycle, right? The main guys don't show up for the second level events like this summer's FIBA World Cup. The U.S. doesn't win, so the big guns recommit for the next Olympics. Media day yesterday, Steph, KD, other guys say they'll play in Paris next summer. Joel Embiid will be there as well, but he hasn't picked his country yet. He's choosing between the U.S., France, and Cameroon. His final call comes in the next few days, apparently. Wait, I uh, thought uh, I thought he was leaning U.S. I thought that's what he said yesterday. Did he say leaning U.S.? But I know he said that he had not made up his mind yet. Okay, well, maybe I just assumed. I was actually thinking about this. It's going to be hard to make that team because if Embiid goes to the U.S. and all these old superstars Curry wants to play, I mean, there's going to be some tough cuts. Isn't that always how it is, though, with the well, USA? They've kind of changed it. It used to be you had to try out under the Calangelo and Coach K era, and now it's kind of just been, oh, we kind of just pick the guys we want, and that's it. But I think there should be a training camp. This should be, as Perloff's saying, like a competition because there's going to be a lot of talent on this team. All these guys are committing. I'm like, I don't know if you're even going to make the team. Yeah, I mean, is anyone going to be even healthy enough to play in some of these? Again, yeah. I bring up Kevin Durant and guys like, I mean, LeBron, is that – He's already got all these gold medals, right? Does yeah, everyone just want to go to Paris? He might be the leader of like rallying all these guys for one more time together. The other thing about this, too, a lot of people don't realize is this is a huge marketing campaign yeah. for yes. all these players who have signature shoes, signature brands. So everybody kind of says, oh, World Cup, whatever. But Olympics, you want to get your name and your brand out there. So that's why these guys, regardless of how old they are, regardless of how many gold medals they've won, they'll always be involved because oftentimes Nike and Adidas are telling them, hey, you need to make sure you're there. But this team would be interesting because they'll be old. The dream team in 92 was dunking on everyone's head. I mean, half these guys are going to be 40 years old. <laughs> it's going to be like my rec league on the weekend. The dream team had Magic and Larry Bird. Right, I know, but those guys were more symbolic. Larry Bird was hurt at the time. It was really then those guys played a little bit. Then Charles Barkley came out full Barkley mode and dunked on everybody. And Michael, uh, I also, EJ, I don't think it's just about the shoe companies. Don't forget there's a couple LeBron James future documentaries that could be hiding in this oh, thing. Yeah, sure. uh, there's who knows what they'll try to milk this this for um and also like love of country i get that okay sure would it be anti-patriotic to subtly root against this team just to see what would happen? Can you imagine LeBron and KD getting in their feelings if the team was losing? <laughs> what excuses would be flying out there? It'd be amazing. I'm sorry. That's terrible, right? No, it's so it's so sad. As an American, it is so sad when we cannot dominate in basketball. It's like, come yeah. on, guys. I was actually a production assistant in Athens, Greece. I was still in college for the debacle that was the Athens Olympics that led to the Redeem team, oh, it was okay. not fun. I mean, it's cool if you're from Argentina or Puerto Rico. I know that was really awesome, but it was really sad state of affairs. But did for we? The US. We didn't even watch the last. Who was? Where was the last Summer Olympics? I don't even remember. Tokyo. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that Tokyo pandemic. basketball. Do, do you have one memory of that? To me, the greatest basketball moment in Olympic history was Vince Carter jumping over Frederick Weiss, which the anniversary <laughs> of was the other day. It is the greatest dunk probably in basketball history, and it's definitely the greatest moment in Olympic history. I mean, it's a great dunk, but the greatest moment was U.S. closing out Spain in the gold yes. medal game in 20, 2008 with Kobe Bryant hits the back-to-back threes. Oh, get out of here. That was... That's just your era. No, you're such a baby. Dream no. Team will be next. <laughs> no. I'm talking about the greatest moment. I'm not talking about team. Yeah. But, like... 
that was huge that we thought we may lose that game and they had just lost the year before. The one thing about that game, yeah, that was led to the redeem team and Kobe won the game. The one problem was that game was on at like four o'clock in the morning, which now is like the afternoon for us here on the (laughs) (laughs) CBS Sports Radio morning show. But But, at the time, that was nighttime for us. But it's so sad that you need Kobe to come in and save that team. To me, it was, I don't know, like the dream team is definitely the apex. The fact that they had to set a hard pit, like Kobe had to do a dirty foul on Pau Gasol to win that that's that tournament loaded. Are you serious? But the dream team won every game by 35 points. Yeah, no, the dream team was was historic. The redeem team was somewhat manufactured. The fact that they had to struggle a little bit to me, I guess the the competition did get a lot better between 1992 oh, and 2008. So is there any real competition for this? You know what would make this team the most interesting? And I know he's available. Get James Harden on this American team and see what happens. And keep him out there the whole time. He'll ask to get traded to Angola. Yeah, but would that be amazing to have Harden? (laughs) Can you ask for a trade when you're playing on international competition? I mean, does he make the team? He was a former MVP. Does he have a chance? He does not make the team. No. And I think that there's a whole deal with the U.S. team being sponsored by Nike as well. Adidas guys have complained about this, so there's no way James Harden makes a team at 34 years old. Put in Russell Westbrook, James Harden. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, yeah basically. Mello comes back. Uh, our best Mello, exports. Mello's a great Olympic player. He's Get not D that Wade. old. Get D Wade in there. <laughs> hey, but, uh, you just said Steph Curry, LeBron, Durant. These guys are the same age as Mello. I mean, LeBron was in Mello's draft. I know, but he's LeBron. Bogues, what else we got here this morning? Uh, some bad injury news for the Brewers ahead of the wildcard round with Arizona. Starter Brandon Woodruff. He's out for the series at least with a shoulder injury. Here's his rotation mate, Corbin Burns. We've got plenty of depth in the starting rotation, so we've got guys that are will be able to uh, to step in and and give us the best, you know, a good chance to win. So that's, what, that's what's going to happen. That's what's gonna, what we're going to do. And it is Burns that starts Game One with the D-backs at seven Eastern today. That's Game Three of a quadruple header: Rangers, Rays, Blue Jays, Twins. Before it, the Marlins play at eight Eastern. And just to remind you, Phil Nevin is out as Angels manager, but the Yankees are expected to retain Aaron Boone. Guys, back to you. Bogus, thank you so much getting us caught up on all the headlines. Yes, sir? That's right. The Yankees are retaining Aaron Boone. I haven't followed closely. Yeah. How? They Why? Can't, they can't quit this guy. <laughs> I thought he Why? was in big trouble. Uh, well, people would like you to believe that he's in big trouble, but when you execute the marching orders so well for the front office, why would they ever change from you? And why is the front office still there? Aren't they in trouble too? Do you I not think under- that's the bigger issue. Yeah, do you not understand Brian Cashman is an honorary Steinbrenner? I mean, he's like no. Tom in The Godfather. You he's know, got, he's, he's got not, a lifetime contract. He's he not pictures. blood, but he's in the family. Well, eventually they let Tom go. Remember, Tom was out. No, but they can't. They 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 pulled they him did, back in. They did come back in technically. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect analogy. Although I don't think that the Steinbrenners are actually running any kind of organized crime. Yeah. It's mostly just owning the Yankees. <laughs> By the way, if they were, they'd be terrible. And Aaron Boone would be uh <laughs> Aaron Boone would be somewhere in the metal age right now, dead. Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> I mean, look at the concession stand prices. Maybe they were running some organized yes, crime. Yes, they are robbing somebody. It's <laughs> yeah. just you and I. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. They got a little dark there on the Yankees. <laughs> really... Yeah, by the way, I like Aaron Boone. I I'm not calling for no. the assassination no, no no we want everybody to live 855-2124-CBS didn't mean for that to get so dark on the Yankees Aaron Boone has never really done anything besides have the audacity to miss the playoffs when his best player missed two and a half months whatever you're the one who brought Brian Cashman as Tom Hagen into the picture I, but it's the perfect analogy 
Yeah, but Don Corleone, a.k.a. George Steinbrenner, is dead. So is the family even in the family anymore? Yeah, I don't think Michael and Hal have much in common. <laughs> Michael Corleone and Hal. Hal should be like Michael. Maybe the Yankees would still be playing right now if he was more like Michael Corleone. Uh, just He doesn't have that same... What am I looking for? Punch. Thank you. 855-212-4CBS. So much left to do, including an update on the most interesting quarterback in the NFL. We get to that in moments. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're the new morning show on CBS Sports Radio. So glad to have you. Got a lot to do here. Let's get to the most interesting quarterback in the NFL. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Not sure. We know on Sunday, Perloff, that he was at MetLife Stadium watching the Jets lose to the Chiefs. Yep. His teammate, Alan Lazard, was asked about whether Rodgers came in and talked to the team at all. Here's what he said. He just came into the into the team room like Batman, honestly. And it was just kind of a Hollywood-esque moment of just like, Aaron Rodgers, you know, appearing, walking. I thought he was about to fly, honestly. <laughs> That's actually fitting because this entire Jets Aaron Rodgers thing is fantasy. <laughs> More Aww. likely to win a Super Bowl in a movie than actually on a football field. I kind of like it. Uh, so that is uh, what Aaron Rodgers is up to, apparently swooping in like Batman into the team room. Now, there might be a real tangible, you know, positive thing of having him around the team, right? Like, Maybe guys act a little bit more uh, professionally. Maybe they're not pointing fingers as much. Maybe Zach Wilson feels like he's got to play better because he doesn't want to let Aaron Rodgers down. I have no idea, but I think that Rodgers is going to be around the team a lot. So oh, I get heard, ready for more Aaron Rodgers in your face. I heard people giving Aaron Rodgers credit for keeping that game close the other day. Like, that's what we're doing now, really? Like, <laughs> is it, everyone's bending over so backwards to find positives and losses these days. You know, I'm old school. I All I care about is the win or the loss, like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to run into the end zone at the end of the game. I'm going to slide for my team. Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it because I'm tired and I'm loose here. Dion and Aaron Rodgers are the two most overhyped stories of the, probably no. the last 25 years. Wait a minute. Get out of here. Aaron, I not mean, come on. Deion Sanders is a big story. And I think that he's going to be the biggest thing in college football, probably. Also, I think deserving of the hype. I mean, Colorado was dead as a doornail. And then Dion comes back in, breathes life into it. You have maybe a Heisman Trophy candidate and his son. You've got all these fun players to watch. It's like the most watched college football games uh, this uh, over the weekend. Maybe not this weekend against Arizona State. But it's been awesome with Dion. Okay, Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers... Takes a lot of psychedelic drugs. Seems like he's microdosing all the time. Has Pro- a cool mustache. Eh, probably would have been a factor with the Jets this year. Okay. And now rehabbing uh, from an Achilles. Okay. Forget Dion. Dion is awesome. And I understand. But Dion, you said is the, the, the what did you say? The best story? I think he's going to be. The, the Dion phenomenon is the biggest thing in college football right now. I think that Dion, wherever his next stop is or whenever he gets his Colorado right. thing figured out, will be the biggest thing in college football. That's happening. The biggest thing in college football should be the team that wins the national title. Dion so will win national titles. Okay, see, that is the bar you're when? setting for Dion. 
So that's the problem. <laughs> Five years? Because you're saying he's the best For thing in college. School. He's the best thing in college football now, but they might be a seven and four team. So I, that's just a little that's why I, I pointed to the overhype. And I'm sorry, like I, I, I do love the Dion story, but I do think if they're seven and four and Georgia three peats, then Georgia is underhyped and Dion is overhyped by definition of the win loss record. I just feel to me that the Dion thing is so inevitable to me because Kids are seeing what's happening over at Colorado. They're seeing these celebrities. They're seeing the primetime games. They're seeing all the excitement. As we've seen, like, if you get the best players every year, you're probably going to win a lot of games. Yeah. The thought that, like, Dion is not going to have top five recruiting classes in the next few years, like, that, that's just a lock. That's automatic. So once you get that, now it's just about finding the right coordinators to call the right plays. I think they might have to get rid of well, the defensive co- coordinator. Their offensive coordinator is awesome. Yeah, offensive Thanks. coordinator is great. Defensive coordinator, I okay. can maybe see him right. out the door. All right, that's Dion. Let me just paint this real quick picture of Aaron Rodgers and where we're at right now. The Jets lose 23-20, should have been 30-20. to They lose a game on Sunday night, and we're comparing their injured quarterback to Batman in the locker room, <laughs> saying, I think we're he not. can fly. The dude can't even walk eight feet, and this is the level of hype. He's coming back next year as a 40-year-old coming off an Achilles, and everyone's going to worship Aaron Rodgers. You have to realize this is not a great quarterback situation. Okay, they were a one-score game with the Chiefs. Probably would have been a, should have been a two-score. Uh, and that counts for what? And if Aaron Rodgers had been there, that would have been a great game. Like if. I think. Okay, I think that what the Jets have shown so far this year, or what they showed more in the Chiefs game, there have been some ugly games. Like Rodgers chose right. They actually do have the bones of a good team. And if he was there and not Zach Wilson, maybe this is actually a Super Bowl contender. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> this is a one in three Jets team. But Again, with Rogers, Batman is it's fiction. This is Batman. never this is not happening. It's not happening this year. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> I think the Rogers thing, I'll be honest, when I heard this quote from Lazard, I rolled my eyes because at this point, like Jets fans, we're over this thing. Like we get it. Aaron Rodgers is on the team. He's your teammate. Like, you just lost a game. Why are you still lamenting about, I can't believe Aaron Rodgers is here. Oh, my God, he's Batman. Like, yeah. come on. Like, get over it. You're one in three. You just, you just let a game slip out of your fingers because your defense couldn't get off the field for seven minutes. And you're still being like, well, at least Batman showed up before the game. How great was right. that? Like, that was ridiculous. So I'm, I'm with you on the Aaron Rodgers. I'm not on Dion, But, yeah, just the Jets alone, that's probably the thing that upsets me the most. The Jets Continue to buy an Aaron Rodgers hype that doesn't exist anymore. He's not playing. Oh, EJ, it still exists. He's doing weekly interviews. He's commenting on everything around the league. You think you can run from Aaron Rodgers? He will hunt you down and put you in his ayahuasca keep, sphere. Keep, EJ, keep something in mind about Maggie. Maggie is convinced the Bills are going to be on the brink of Super Bowl, her Buffalo Bills, and Tom Brady is going to come out of retirement With and play Rogers. for whatever, whatever team she's going <laughs> against. She is. She has these football bad guys in her mind that will never go away. Belichick, Brady, Rodgers. It like, no. doesn't matter if they're on the field. They're still coming back, and they're going to beat her team. I'm rooting for whatever weird thing comes out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth. That's what I'm rooting for. He's talking about dolphins mating. I'm here for all of it. I want to hear about all the drug trips and the Okay, uh, that's the, all good. the darkness retreats. But yeah. don't don't mistake Aaron Rodgers being super interesting with actual wins on a football field. <laughs> if the Jets are 3 and 14, then we're not going to be comparing him to Batman, are we? Uh, well not well 
I don't know. The Jets will be because they're in this. They're, they're in this Rogers malaise. I think that's why they've played so poorly too. Like they're a bad. They're a bad team. But I think some of this is this kind of the letdown. Yeah, they're a letdown. They're kind of like, well, we had our savior. Now he's not here. Like calling them Batman. Like what are you talking about, Lazard? Come on. <laughs> well, because Lazard, I don't know if he has Rogers to thank for having this <laughs> he, he job sure with does. the Jets, but I think he's Batman to Alan that, Lazard. That's the other thing. He played with Aaron Rodgers already. Like I almost understand maybe a little bit this was sauce or. Garrett Wilson, but this is a guy who spent his entire career with Aaron Rodgers. How is he, how is he still mesmerized that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is on a football roster? Like, how is that even a thing? By the way, Zach Wilson is very Robin, though. I can totally oh, see if somebody called Zach good. Wilson Robin, that makes sense. Don't call him Dick Grayson. That's my favorite Robin. He'd be the worst Robin. He's Jason Todd, okay? He's the Robin that gets killed by Joker with a crowbar. I, oh, wow. I forgot that EJ actually knows about all this comic book stuff. <laughs> yes. There's I was different like, Chris Robins? O'Donnell? Oh, my God. I'm doing this again. I did this with Bogus last week. So there's like there's like six or seven Robins. And one what about of them, Chris O'Donnell? Bert Chris Ward? O'Donnell, he was, Dick, yeah, he was Dick Grayson. Yeah. He was the main, the first Robin. And then there are several other Robins. There's Jason Todd. There's Batman's son, Damian Wayne. There's Tim Drake. There are a couple of female Robins, Stephanie Brown. Like, There's Lego Robin in the Lego Batman movie, <laughs> which is hysterical. Correct. Correct. He, yes, and that's also Dick Grayson. That's that's a, 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 another one of the Robins. But, yeah, there's like— There's the former BYU quarterback who's currently playing for the New York Jets, <laughs> <laughs> Zach Wilson, who's got Robin. a lot of Robins. But the real question of that is, who is the, re- who's the best Joker? That's oh. I've got a controversial take on this. I have a, a very short— oh. Please don't say Jared Leto. No, mine is okay. Jack Nicholson. I agree. Oh, Pilates. Yes, well, I knew we were on the same page. With Cesar, Cesar Romero, second. What about uh, River Phoenix? Jacqueline Phoenix. Jacqueline Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, does that count as a Joker? Because he was, oh, yeah. I guess, a Batman. I mean, he's got to count, but it's almost like... That was one of the great I performances. Heath Ledger is kind of known to be yeah. the Yeah, Heath Ledger is my guy, though. But then, but I don't think people consider Phoenix in that, you know, because there was no Batman in that movie, but that was a brilliant performance. Yeah, it's almost like because that was like an origin, it's like he didn't become Joker until like the very end. It's I almost kind of put him in a different category. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people are going Cesar Romero there. For a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was that, the old Batman from the 60s is just great comedy. It's the after, it, 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 it's it, the after school special of, uh, after school cartoons, basically. I showed my son it, he loved it. Three I know, I can predict a thousand percent who Maggie's favorite Batman is. I know for certain. I, I basically just gave it away. It's definitely Michael, Michael Keaton. A hundred and ten percent. Let's get to our shot of the day, shall we? He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. The shot of the day coincides with our show announcement, Perloff paying off a big bet on Friday. Perloff said yesterday he's worried about drowning yeah. Suffocating? Well, I have what no were you hands. talking about? I have no hands. By chili? How's that going to happen? I, asphyxiated chili. by Skyline Chili. Because <laughs> what if it gets in my nose and bl- blocks my breathing, whatever? Yeah, then just take your face out of it for a yeah, second and breathe. Back. I'm not going to be like there shoving your face in it like uh, I'm dunking in the toilet. It. Yeah. <laughs> Giving him a, a Skyline swirly. <laughs> yeah, right. Perloff is going to eat a bowl of Skyline Chili with no hands on Friday. What what is the medical situation? Are we going to have an ambulance at call or something? Yeah, it's no. called nine one one. We'll so, call them if uh, we need you. So you dial nine one. <laughs> yeah. And get ready to hit the third one. <laughs> Let's go to Mo's quickly in San Diego. Hi Mo. Hi Mo. I like Maggie and Pearl off, but they started to go to the morning, so I had to wake up early and I'm tired. But I'm oh. here to talk. Mo, oh, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. 
<laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? I got a reprieve. I thought y'all were only three hours, and I was like, dude, there's no way I'm getting up at before 6 o'clock. But 7, I might be able to do. Love it. Thanks for the commitment. You're the best. What's on your mind? I was just I was just picking up with you guys about the uh, the game last night with uh, with da- with Danny Dimes, Danny Nichols over there. <laughs> yeah. I, the thing the thing with that guy is, and I'm I'm not a Giants fan, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. So, but I'm I'm scouting. I'm always scouting, right? So, the, he needs so much help around him. It's crazy, and that's why you can't pay him. It's not that he doesn't. I mean, quarterbacks got to make their money, but when you pay him. If it takes away from anything on your roster, it's a killer because he just yep. needs so many things. Like that, like when I when they when they made that fourth down uh, conversion, I, I wanted them to kick the field goal. If I'm a Giants fan, because I'd rather see them get the points. He ended up doing the pick six, and it went against them. And I understand they were trying to score, but to me, kick the field goal, make it fourteen six because you're one score down in the third quarter. Because that's just what he play, how they play. Like, I know. That's the best you're going to get out Mo, of him. It's crazy, too. And sorry, we're up against it. But thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for getting up with us. And it's funny because last year, Dan, Daniel Jones got paid off of 15 touchdowns and five interceptions passing. And they're like, he just needs more weapons. Meanwhile, Darren Waller's out there and you don't even pass him the ball. Yeah. I mean, he's got one trick. He can run and that's it. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Thank you to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Pete Pilati. Thank you to Andrew Bogish, to the widows and coffee drinkers, to the callers. You guys are awesome. We will see you tomorrow bright and early on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.